0: Work when it's already decided. It's not decided. This is the key. No. It's not decided. If you lose your faith and you don't vote and people walk away, that's that will decide it. So we have to work hard. Trust us, we're fighting. We're looking at every legal avenue. We are all familiar with the term crusader. We know what a crusade is. And It's something that in our lexicon we accept and we understand, even though we really don't, because we relate it back to the Holy Crusades in the Holy Land. The problem is, of course, those Crusades had many, many problems with them. We could spend days talking about the ideological problems, the the logistical problems, theological problems, but really the biggest problem the Crusades had was the poser, the... The crusader, quote-unquote, who was really just about himself. He wasn't really interested in doing anything that the Pope wanted done. He was really just willing to go along with it, put on the cloak, because that meant that he could rape and pillage and be covered by the whole thing. The worst problem of any crusade is the poser, the person who pretends to be part of it, but really, they aren't. In worst cases, they're the antithesis of the of the campaign, they're actually actively working against it, but they've infiltrated it and they've turned it around. What kind of things am I talking about by example? Uh, we watched all the riots this year, and, and it was kind of obvious to most of us that a good number of the people there were not BLM, they weren't even Antifa. They were just looting because and throwing rocks and doing whatever, because they knew they could get away with it in some places. They weren't really crusaders. The Tea Party is a great example of this. The Tea Party was killed by the infiltration of the GOP. The GOP never wanted what the Tea Party wanted, but they knew that the members of the Tea Party were more likely to accept them, and so from the inside, they infiltrated it and turned it around and turned it into a tool of the GOP all this have to do with anything? Well, we've, we've talked in the past about Shays' Rebellion. In fact, the hands down, the number one downloaded episode of Constitution Thursday and plausibly live is The Hanging of Captain Henry Gale. It is a show that talks about Shays' Rebellion, the economic unrest that was going on in the country in 1786 and 1787, and how that led to Captain Henry Gale, a hero of the American Revolution, being sentenced to be hung by the neck until dead for his involvement in what many saw as sedition and certainly the authorities saw as reasons to have a problem with somebody who was opposing their authority. That story, that event, happened in Massachusetts, but that was not the only place that that was happening. I've been slowly collecting a series of books called the Documentary History of the Ratification of the Constitution. This is one volume of Virginia. There are three of them. And I, I got these a couple of weeks ago. And in the Virginia volumes, it is very detailed outlines of the similar unrest. It never organized into a full-out rebellion like Shay's, But you had the same kinds of radical protesting that you had in Massachusetts. The same things. They were shutting down the county courts. They were uh, threatening the sheriffs who were collecting the taxes. They had the same economic problems. People were being taxed out of existence. Government was seizing property. The rich people were getting richer because they could afford to buy the stuff. Poor people were losing their farms. They were losing their homes, businesses, all that kind of stuff. And there was just no seemingly... No relief anywhere. Things were proposed. There were lots of bills proposed in the Virginia legislature to deal with this. But the legislature was essentially paralyzed. John Marshall, who would go on later to become the Supreme Court Chief Justice, is terrified. He is terrified that in April of that year, 1787, candidates who are pro-debt relief, who who are willing to set aside laws and embrace this crusade are going to sweep the legislature. And Virginia is going to become a lawless wasteland. He's terrified of this. A lot of people are terrified of this. Before that can happen, though, before that does happen, the violence really takes off. And that's probably why they didn't win the elections, because the violence... Really turned people off. Not unlike Don Lemon going on television and saying, Hey, you rioters, you're hurting Joe Biden's campaign. In the same way, these riots sort of hurt the campaigns of those who were trying to help them. Well, courthouses were being attacked, jails were being attacked. In May, the King William County Courthouse was burned to the ground in an attempt to stop foreclosures. Trials that sort of things, over tax debts. And in July, the jail and the county clerk's office were burned to the ground in New Kent County, which is just a little bit east of Richmond, which is the capital of Virginia. The, not at that time, but you get the idea. There was a lot of this thing going on, and the legislature, though paralyzed, managed after this to come up with two laws, two To try to relieve the debt stress of the people of Virginia. Now, remember, Virginia is the heart of liberty in our country, folks. This is where Massachusetts is the revolutionary fever. It's Virginia where these ideas are really pounded out and really presented to people in a cogent and and exciting way. The legislature comes up with two ideas, ready? The first one is what they call an execution delay is not what it sounds like. But what it means is if we have seized a property or we've we've impounded a property or whatever, we won't actually sell it if the bid prices aren't at least 75% of the appraised value for a year, we won't sell it. So we're going to seize your property, Dave. But for some reason, we're not getting the bids that we want to pay off your debt with this. So We'll hold on to it for a year. you keep working you keep you keep doing what you're doing here on your farm until a year from now, and if we still haven't paid it off then then we'll sell your property then Gee, thanks. You can almost hear them say the second thing they did was they started accepting tobacco as payment for taxes and debts tax uh, debt tax debts woo. <laughs> So you're going to take my cash crop, the only thing I actually have to sell, and then you're going to sell it and keep the money. Thanks. That helps a lot. In the New Kent County burning, though there was there was a lot of concern. There was a lot of considerations here. And this happens in July and it's a tragedy to this day this New Kent County clerk office being burnt. It is unknown, but we guesstimate, historians guesstimate, that we literally lost hundreds, if not thousands upon thousands, of documents that historians would love to have today gone in the burning down of this clowny clerk's office, and the jail was burnt too. So, was this a part of the protest? Was this... I mean, it seems like it is. It fits in with everything else that's going on. You know, you got all this unrest and protest, you got other county courts off courthouses being attacked, you've got sheriffs being threatened, jails being disabled, and well, this one gets burned to the ground. Is it all part of the protest? We don't know. Well, we don't know right at the moment, we don't know. What we do know is that shortly before the jail was burned, Clerks office was burned, full of those records, <laughs> we know that the childhood friend of John Park Custis, that name sound familiar? It should. Custis is Martha Custis' first husband's name. Uh, Martha would go on to marry George Washington after her husband died, and her son, John Park Custis, would become the stepson, and somewhat aide-de-camp to General George Washington during the Revolutionary War. In fact, he will pass away one month after the victory at Yorktown. He contracts dysentery or some other disease and passes away. Very young age, by the way. But he is Washington's son. And one of his best friends is a kid by the name of John Parker Ozy. John Parker Posey is not Washington-set. He's not from a wealthy family or anything like that, but he is well-friended by Custis and even George Washington. He is considered very trustworthy. In fact, as he grows and ages, he doesn't go to serve in the Revolutionary War, but he is allowed by Custis to become the caretaker of his own properties and... Even General Washington uses Posey as sort of a fill-in business manager on on occasion. He handles business for General Washington. That's the kind of person we're talking about here. He grows in stature. He grows in ability. He's eventually appointed a justice of the peace, which is a little different than it would be today, but basically it's a justice ship in the area. And he is well on his way to becoming a successful businessman, a successful person in the state of Virginia, and that's, you know, in that next generation of leaders. He's well regarded, well thought of, and we have the letters from him and Custis in Washington. He's well regarded by them. But in 1781, after Posey is appointed as a justice of the peace, in November of 1781, Custis dies. And something in Posey's head just snaps. Nobody really knows what. Nobody really knows why. We do know that oh, uh, that Custis's estate, Pat the lawyer would lecture him, because he died without a, a he died without a will, and his estate, which is huge, by the way, uh, part of it today is covered by the Ronald Reagan National Airport. Washington National Airport. Um, It's a complete and utter mess. I mean, it is a disaster. Now, Posey wasn't in charge of that. He was a caretaker of the property, but he certainly would have been aware of the fact that the the estate was just a disaster. And at some point in early 1786-87, Posey is accused of embezzling from the accounts of of the now-deceased Custer, Custis, whose estate is a mess. We have no real way of knowing if he did or not. He's accused of it, but the problem is all the records were just a disaster. They were a mess. And so, did he do it? Did he not do it? We don't know. But it started this downward spiral for Posey who ends up losing his job as the caretaker of the Custis property. Because of this, he's, you know, look, dude, we just don't want you around here anymore. Okay. Some months after that, he is desperate for something. Nobody really knows what. He breaks into the Custis property and steals a cow. Now, This is the 1780s instead of the 1880s. In the 1880s, cow rustling would be a hanging offense in these parts. But in the 1780s, for some reason, cow rustling, not that big of a deal. He's convicted of it, serves a month in jail, and he loses that justice of the peace job that he had. A few weeks later, he's arrested again for fraud. He's destroying documents raising any alarms with anybody. He's destroying documents. And in the process of being arrested for that, he manages to assault the sheriff, for which he is sent to the New Kent County Jail, sentenced to another month in prison. At some point, he breaks out of the jail. Know exactly when, but we know he breaks out of the jail. And... In the process of this, Posey meets up with an, uh, an associate of his, who he convinces to go with him. Now remember, all of this unrest is going on all over the state of Virginia. County courthouses are being attacked. Clerk's offices are being attacked. Sheriffs are being threatened. There's a great deal of unrest, all motivated by the same things that were motivating Shay's group, which is this economic unfairness, this, this... Repression of our liberties by the states, all pointing to the idea that we need a centralized government that can protect the rights and liberties of the people. In that background, as I told you, the new Kent County Clerk's Office is is burned to the ground with thousands upon thousands of documents in it. Did you catch that? the jail is also burned to the ground and there's a great deal of confusion and question. Is this all part of the protest? Oh, these protesters are just getting out of hand. Now they're, now they're, you know, burning up document under the law and order of Virginians, this rank and file law and order of Virginian. This is becoming unacceptable. Now, It would have been easy to make that conclusion that this was all part of the protest. It would have been easy to come to that conclusion that whoever did this did it as part of the ongoing unrest in the country, all across the country, Shays' Rebellion, now here in Virginia, and whether Washington and the other great leaders of our country were paying attention to them. It would have been easy to make that that conclusion. But a few days later, in fact, the very next day, An arrest is made in the burning of the New Kent clerk house, clerk office, and the jail. And lo and behold, it's John Parker Posey, probably turned in by his associate, who really didn't want anything to do with this, because as it turns out in 1787 Virginia, cow rustling is not a big deal, but arson is. Arson is a capital crime. Nobody was hurt. No private property was damaged, a lot of public property, but it's a capital crime. And Hosey is put on trial for this, convicted of it, probably on the probably on the uh, testimony of his compatriot, and he is sentenced to hang because this is a capital offense, and you weren't really being part of this protest, even though he kind of says he was. But then he says he wasn't. He writes letters to George Washington, asking George Washington, asking the general to intervene on his behalf. But the general is fed up with this guy. I mean, number one, he was embezzling from my son, my stepson. Number two, he stole his cow. Number three, he burned all these documents. He's assaulting people. This is not what Virginians do. And George Washington literally... Refuses to help Posey, just says, no, want no part of this. And on January 25th of 1788, after five states have already ratified the Constitution, John Parker Posey is hanged. The truth is that John Parker Posey was not a revolutionary, he was not a protester, he was not pure in motivation, he was a criminal who tried to use that unrest as cover for his own activities which were probably aimed at destroying evidence of his crimes. Probably. Who knows for sure. It may have just been that he was being a jerk. We don't really know. But he seemed to try to make the connection between the protesters and himself. His attempt at that was it failed because his actions were seen through. the intentions were seen through. You're not a, you have no reason to be one of these protesters. You were a justice of the people. you don't have massive debts. you don't have any reason to do this. but he was one of those who tried to use a cause for his own purposes. The most dangerous crusader, folks, is someone who tries to use your cause for their own purposes, whatever those purposes may be, and you may never know. We, to this day, don't know what John Parker Posey was trying to to cover, (laughs) we suspect, but we don't know. And now we never will, because he's been dead since 1788 in January. What's the moral of all this? Why am I bringing all this up? Headlines today are full of stories about lawyers, <laughs> Republican lawyers, urging Republicans to boycott the special uh, runoff election in Georgia. I, my first reaction to that was, this can't be real. This, this, there's no way in hell anybody would actually do that. But as it turned out, it was true. And there were Republican lawyers down there urging Republicans to boycott the election. And essentially, well, you know what happens if if the Republicans don't maintain those two seats, right? Which they were up until the other day expected to do. The question you got to ask yourself, my friends, is why are they doing this? Well, oh, I know what they're telling you. I know what they're saying. I know the words that are coming out of their mouth. I even know why you think they're saying that. But what are they really doing? What's their real goal? What's their real purpose here? Because are they really on your crusade? Or are they just wearing your uniform? Are you going to be the person who follows them? Or are you going to rid your crusade of the phony faithful who will harm your cause? You better decide quick. I got a feeling they get their way. Maybe they were never really working for you for the first place, were they?